welcome to episode five of the Christchurch Fox Chapel podcast, the fastest growing conservative, evangelical, charismatic Anglican podcast in the entire Fox Chapel area. I'm joined today by the uh, curate of pandemics, Benjamin Wolpe. Hello. 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 And uh, again, by the, 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 the prophetess of pulchritude that is my wife, Catherine Shuttleworth. Hello, darling. Hello. Lovely morning with the children. De- oh, delightful. So beautiful and wonderful. Yeah, I thought about you in my office uh, as I drank my tea mm. under the chandelier, just thinking Lucky how tough that must be. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> ben, would you read for us, please? And then you could give us some marital counselling. That would be, <laughs> that'd be great. Some things are above my pay grade, but reading scripture is not. So, John 20, verses 19 through 23. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you withhold the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So here we are in another one of these interesting passages. We are looking in this whole series at the, uh, the resurrected God and heaven's hope for a broken world. And by the time you listen to this, you'll have seen the bulletin cover, which is really the sermon series. It's the season. It's all these passages. Uh, it's also an evangelistic tool. There's a virus in the top left corner, the bad news, and then five little boxes of good news, the cross and the resurrection, the enthronement of Jesus ascended, the coming of the Holy Spirit, and finally, God's plan to redeem the whole world. And we're picking up the story on the evening of that day. The first day of the week, so it's Resurrection Sunday, and I uh, just wonder what strikes you from the passage. And I, this is this is honestly one of my favorite passages in the Gospels. Uh, I think I say that with most passages yeah, in every the week. Gospels, but uh, <laughs> there's something. To, I mean, there's so much in what five verses here that is just really profound and uh, and shows us the heart of God and shows us our vocation and mission and gives us the peace of the Lord twice. Uh, and like there's just so much that to dig into. I'm not sure I can say right off the bat what strikes me uh, predominantly in this, but I look forward to engaging this uh, with you both. So just on, on the way up the winding staircase to the seedy garret from which we speak, the, uh, the offices of other Ben, I, uh, I just said to Kat, you know, she said, oh, what, 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 are we, what passage are we looking at? And I said, oh, it's the one where they're locked in the room. And then, and then Kat was like, sorry, could you be more specific? Yeah. Which time? Which one? <laughs> Which time? What about you, love? What's, what's the kind of first gut going on in, in all of this? Um, I think, you know, I really, I find it so interesting that here, here we are with, you know, the 12 
pillars, well, 11 pillars now of uh, the sort of the 12 major guys that have been walking yeah. with our Lord, seeing everything that he is all about. And, and here they are now locked in a room, afraid. Yeah. And he comes into them and says, peace be with you. And then, and then it says, and they were glad. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, don't you think they were? And then he, he just says it again. It's like he knows that that they need to hear it again. Like, peace, like, calm down. Yeah. It's cool, guys. Like, here I am. Ah. You know. so, so actually, you think the gladness is coming from the, the peace? I think it's a relief. Oh. Maybe it's because he... He showed them his hands and his side. Maybe that was kind of an affirmation of, here I am. It's yeah, me. Here like, I am. This is what's happened to me. That was real, what you experienced. But here I am alive and well and right here in front of you. And then the gladness comes. Maybe they were just afraid before that. They didn't know. Yeah. And like, is it a ghost? I think in one of the other accounts, it said, someone asked that. And um or is but, he uh, is he really is he really angry with us? Yeah. After the total buffoonery of the last mm. couple of days. Right. Maybe that that's an interesting thought. Because they're afraid of the Jews, but when the resurrected Lord appears to you and you've abandoned him at his darkest hour. And fallen asleep when he told you yeah. to stay awake and chop some bloke's ear off and betrayed him and uh, denied him and had an argument during the last supper about who was best yeah and yeah and yet i i find that i i tr truly doubt that if there's anything we learned at the cross it's that he, he's anything but angry like you know mm. there they are yeah. casting lots and and doing all sorts of things and, and there he is at the cross with his final breath looking after people and loving them and mm. accepting yeah. them into the kingdom and forgiving and so i think it's more of it's like when when peter's on the water and he's he says peace like calm it's fine guys um even when they when they think it's a ghost that thing is it a ghost right. you know yeah um it's kind of reminiscent of that um i love that he says it twice yeah yeah like, i think so maybe often. it's that they need it twice right. yeah. yeah so often we need it twice you know it's like <laughs> We feel relief, and then he knows we're not fully convinced. I've got two points. Yeah. Peace be with you. And peace be with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, I mean, he wouldn't say it again. It, say, it says he said that Jesus said to them again, I mean, verse 21. So it's not uh, like a, a, a piece of writing to be emphatic. This yeah. is saying he actually said this, and then the second thing he said was the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So. And then right after that, He's, there's no small talk. There's no like, yeah. where were you? Like, what was it like down there, yeah. Jesus? Or uh, yeah. how are you feeling? Are you hungry? He goes right into this commissioning mm -hmm. of, uh, as the Father has sent me, so I sent you. Like, there's no, there's no in between. There's no right. uh, hesitation. There's just, I'm here. I'm alive. I've conquered death. You go out. Like, so much I'm more efficient you. than any of our staff meetings. <laughs> like, Somehow, yeah. yeah. When you're the risen Lord, I guess you can excel in that kind of efficiency. Maybe yeah. there's an immediacy, uh, okay. isn't there, to it? Yeah. Some sort of. It's just, it's just like his interaction with Mary Magdalene, where it was like, no, you've seen me. 
and now you need to go. You had this this experience. Now here is your commissioning. Now go mm. tell, and that's the same for us, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's almost as if this is what the resurrection is for. <laughs> it's like, almost as if. <laughs> almost as this if. is it. Almost yeah. like yeah, yeah. Like I've like, been raised from the dead so that you can go. Yeah. Right. As as the Father has sent me. That's the essence of our little series. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the essence of this season of the year. Well, what's the reason for the resurrection? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's, it's worth doing a little bit of Greek. Um, I, I'm the third best at Greek in this room, so that's that's an uncomfortable place to be. Um, and then wow. in seminary, um, very painfully, the one subject Kat decided to study. <laughs> um, but uh, we've got so a little bit of Greek, uh, you know, the piece, the Irene, um, just keys into the Old Testament Shalom. It's not just a kind of peace out, dude. Um, let's, you know, smoke mm -hmm. if you've got them. It's specifically uh, the, the type of peace that comes from a relationship with God. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's giving them, there's, I think there's restoration language here. And then, which is a huge part of what the cross is about. And then yeah. straight from restoration to commission, as you've observed, um, the nature of the commission is, is shocking and, and, when you dig into the original language, really shocking, right? So we've yeah. got the, as the Father has sent me, even so I'm sending you. Yeah, and it's worth reflecting on how did the Father send Jesus? Mm -hmm. Like right. Jesus who existed from before all time with the Father, a co-equal member of the Trinity. Jesus, yes. God sent him into the world to be incarnated among us so that he might die for the sake of the sins of the world and be raised to life and conquer death and re reconcile the whole world to himself. Just as that, this, this, God right. sends yeah. us. And not like it, or kind of like, here's the low-fat kind of disciple yeah. version. We're not going to pretend at, at, at being God-like. As, just as, exactly mm. as, in yes. as much as. Yeah. It's, it's worth us spending a lot of reflection, I mean, on our own, and in our own lives and callings as disciples of, what it means for us to be sent in just the same way mm. that God sent, God the Father sent Jesus the Son, um, to live incarnationally as He came among us to get into the mess of our world, so mm. that He might redeem it and so that He might reconcile us to God. Um, mm. Yeah, that's a real challenge to me to live yeah. just as that same way in, mm -hmm. in terms of what God's calling me to. It's quite a surprising commissioning in light of all of their failure and fear mm. yeah yeah it, it's it's shocking it's almost it's almost like jesus is saying so back to the plot <laughs> yeah all that stuff that discipleship uh now we're going to put it into practice now we're seeing the real purpose of it all yeah yeah um so sending that, that this is <clears throat> apostleship isn't it that is the first sending yeah, the great word for apostle, and it's it's done in the peace that he gives, and it's done in the power of the spirit mm. that he gives, and I there's it's profound too here in that we see the Father, the Son, and the Spirit all present and active in this commissioning, yeah. like it comes straight from the heart of the Father who initially sent the Son, and the Son sends the Spirit and gives the Spirit so that He might send us out, mm -hmm. um, and. It just strikes me that the full weight 
of the Trinity is behind this mission that's been given to us. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit are all active in sending us and working through us and proclaiming the gospel through us and in reconciling us to God. Yeah, I think that's really amazing. I think we oftentimes don't grasp that. And I think also within that is that is that that offering of Jesus saying to each of us, peace. Like I'm offering mm-hmm. my peace that passes understanding so that you can do this. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to be afraid of what man can do to you because I have overcome this world. I've overcome, I've given victory over death and sin. So don't be afraid. Don't, ha- don't go and lock yourself in a room because mm-hmm. you have that same power that raised Jesus from the dead, as it says in Ephesians. Yeah. So, so you have all of this power behind you, the same power that my Father gave to me. Mm. You have, and you have the Holy Spirit, which I'm giving you now. So go do this right. amazing thing. No more locked doors. Yeah, no more locked doors, no more fear. You have peace. You have the power of the Spirit. You have my Father's power behind you, and you've seen all the things that I have done because you've been with me through all this time. And so, yeah. so now we have, we have that same power. Mm. And um, yes. we have even more because... We have the power of the, we've got the new covenant. We have this whole like thing of the scriptures. And, and so. Yeah, we know a lot what, more than these disciples. Right, yeah. What, yeah, we should be doing even more. Um, it's a very un-Covidic passage. <laughs> sort of, you know, they're locked down. And, and then Jesus says, you know, go out. Yeah. And then he starts breathing in their faces. So there's no mask. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's, it's kind of funny in a way, like we view going out and breathing on people right now quite um, legitimately as a very deadly exercise. Mm-hmm. And here is someone who's dead saying, get out and breathe. Yeah. And, and there's something specific about this breathing that's bringing life. You know, our breathing is deadly, but, yeah. but Christ's is life-giving. Mm-hmm. And that's transformative for these guys, mm-hmm. right? Um, receive the Holy Spirit. The breathing... Um, it's, it, the word is emphusao, which, which kind of reminds me of emphysema. I'm, I'm assuming it's a similar thing, a lung breathing. Same root. Yeah. It must be. And um, it, it doesn't appear, this breathe word doesn't appear anywhere else in the whole New Testament. Um, the, there is a Greek version of the Old Testament you both know um, called the Septuagint. Uh, you sometimes see that LXX. Mm-hmm. And um, it, the Greek translation of the Hebrew word for breathing does appear a few times in the Old Testament. At Genesis, God uh, breathes the breath of life into the nostrils of Adam and he becomes a man, a living man. And the Valley of Dry Bones uh, comes alive and there's a couple of other places. It's breathing, it's only ever done by God and it only ever brings dead things alive. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. That There they are, they've got fear, he brings peace. They've got death all around them and he brings life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something radical going on in these verses yeah and there's something about receiving the holy spirit that jesus wants to give to us that is literally about coming from death into life a totally new situation Mm. that that we're in once we have the holy spirit that jesus has breathed into us Mm. Mm -hmm. and also breathing is such an like intimate act like there's no one i ever go and breathe on except maybe my wife when we're very close to each other yeah like 
it's such an intimate thing that you would never go up to breathe in someone's face and especially in these times, but even in normal times. Right. But like right. there's right. an intimacy there that I think reflects our, our relationship with Jesus yeah. as well. That we receive the Holy Spirit when we're close to Jesus. And then he sends us out in that intimacy and in that power that we have. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if my friend John Weber from King's School Lottery is listening to this podcast, but he used to breathe on his sister's knife and fork at dinner just to <laughs> upset her. That was always a thing. I was always very impressed with that because I, I'm an only child. I thought that was very cool. <laughs> so uh, we end with a very appropriate thing. I don't know if, I don't know if his sister Sally's listening, but um, we're getting on to forgiveness now, which will be very important yes, yeah. uh, for that relationship. And... Um, <laughs> It, uh, verse 23, it is, I mean, that's so we're speaking to you, uh, listener, uh, on uh, Thursday, and I'm preaching this in a couple of days. This last verse is really difficult. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Quirky language, mm. odd sentence. I mean, so far, actually, I, I think this passage has been pretty... Straightforward. Yeah, and then this is well. It, it, we're back to Jesus's mysterious sayings. Yeah. Any um, anything you can do to help us through this, please. Um, I think that uh, I have not looked at the Greek of this sentence, but I imagine that you is plural. Right. So he's saying y'all. If y'all forgive the sins of any, they're forgiven. So and. This in this is the church he's speaking to, mm-hmm. um, and this is not individuals that themselves hold the power of the keys of heaven and to forgive uh, or to withhold sins based on a grudge or whatever. But this is right. the church that Jesus is giving this authority to, and and through the apostles that are are gathered here, those who are sent out, uh, which is the root word of, of apostles. Um, and so I think that he's giving this authority of forgiveness and withholding to the church. Um, and that's all of us. And, uh, you know, Alex, I don't know if you would have an opinion on, if we're talking about ordination here and like, is it only the priests or is this all of us that have this authority or is this just collectively the church and those who are the representatives of the church? Um, uh, so uh, the the clue would be right if you forgive the sins of any um, that's very direct yeah they are forgiven them that's very passive you know by whom question mark um, a divine passive maybe yeah. so if you do if you forgive them then God will forgive them God's going to be the one doing the real forgiving um, if you withhold the forgiveness it's withheld some people say this is actually really to do with the proclaiming of the gospel Mm. So if you're going around preaching forgiveness, they're going to receive it or reject it. Mm, It just is a bit of a quirky sentence. But if you go around saying, look, Jesus forgives you your sins, some people are going to say, that's great. I've been locked in a room and now I no longer have fear. I have peace. And some people are going to say, I'm staying in my room. (laughs) It feels safer. Um, So ironically, actually, as usual, safe practices are dangerous <laughs> with the gospel. Yeah. And I'm not talking literally. Be safe. Be safe, stay home. But um, I'm talking <laughs> spiritually. Yeah. 
Um, I don't yeah. know. It, it's tough language. But we do have the, the ability to, to speak confidently God's absolution over people. Yeah. You're talking about all of us. Yeah, I mean, ministers have a peculiar job, right? People yeah. trust us. Um, it's in the job description. But we don't do the actual forgiving yeah. on behalf of God. Yeah. What do you think, Rob? No, I think that's right. And I think, I think so often we collectively as a church and as a congregation have the ability and capability to speak the good news of the gospel, which is really simple, right? It's, it's the forgiveness of our sins, um, mm. not based on our goodness, but on what Christ did for us on the cross. And we don't do that because of fear. Um, and therefore we are withholding good news from people. And so I think, I think that that, that's not, that's not what he's, he's, that is what he's saying here. You know, we're, we're out of fear. We're withholding the good news because we mm. think we can't do it. And what he's saying here is you don't have to do it. I'm giving you everything you need. You have the power from my father. Oh. You have the Holy spirit. You have my peace. So go do, this is your commissioning. Mm. And, um, and I think it's, it's a lot simpler than we're making it out to be. And I think if we just mm. make it the job of our ministers and our preachers and those who are ordained, we're really, really um, cheating the world of the good news of the gospel. Amen. Yeah, if we don't go out and proclaim forgiveness, they might not get the forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, is, it, is it Paul? Is it Romans? How they believe in this, they've heard. Exactly. Yeah, Romans 10. yeah it's on all of us. Um, I, I think that's right. We, we're blessed with a with a peculiar job. The three of us of leading small groups and preaching and doing podcasts. Um, but there's clearly a calling for the whole church to be imbued with the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. indwelt by Christ, and and um, to bring heaven's hope to this broken world. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the that's the great thing about this season. We're reminding ourselves this this story isn't quite over yet. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe maybe a time like this, we really, really need it. We want it to be. Yeah. And this is a really good time to refamiliarize ourselves if um, we don't know the story. <laughs> or we feel like we don't. And and to be reminded of our fundamental calling in Christ is mm. not for our own sake, but it's for the sake of sake the world. Of others, yeah. Like Jesus sends you out, mm -hmm. even when we're locked down, even when yeah. we yeah. are are forced to stay in our homes. Like you are being sent out. All of us are, in the power of the Holy Spirit by the commissioning of Jesus that comes straight from the heart of the Father. Like that is our fundamental call as Christians and why Jesus has brought us to where he's brought us so that he might send us out. Yeah. So like Ben's been coming in and out of my room all week with this particular <laughs> passage, like saying really great things. I'm like, be quiet. We're going to do the podcast. You say, keep, keep. I love it when you get into one on this stuff. Um, 
Who, know, who knows what the Greek word sent really is and how it was pronounced. Perhaps it was pronounced Zoom. I don't know, but we can go out where we are and, uh, and share the good news of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening. This has been a podcast of Christchurch Fox Chapel. We're very grateful that you joined us and we will not see you, but you will hear us this time next week. God bless.